Another episode of Your Intention Matters, the podcast. Thank you very much for joining us. My name, of course, is still Paul Madot. I have Jason Slatham, VP Sales at iSolve, coming to us from San Diego, dreary San Diego. Jason, man, how are things? It is dreary today, actually. Uh, most what of the time, pretty fantastic. <laughs> uh, it's going well. Thank you for having me. You bet. Hey, listen, how did I do on the last name? Perfect. I crushed it, right? Awesome. Crushed it. All right, good. Well, listen, well, one for you. one. <laughs> so we can keep going then. We can keep yep. going. All right, awesome. All right, good. Uh, well, listen, thanks for being here. Say hi to everybody. Provide a quick intro. Yeah. So, yeah, Jason Slatham, uh, VP of Sales, West Region, uh, I solved, uh, born and raised San Diego. Don't plan on leaving San Diego. Love it. Uh, huge Padre fan. Uh, have a fantastic wife, uh, two fantastic children. One's a freshman in high school, the other is a fifth grade boy. And uh, she, Loving the life here in San Diego and looking forward to, you know, chatting with you for the next little bit. Well, I appreciate that. Great story up until this point. So, you know, as we were talking about, Jason, before I hit record here, we talked about the premise of the podcast around mindset and intention. Yep. And that really is the catalyst for everything, because without it, the status quo doesn't really change. And so with that said, uh, let's jump into your story. You ready to go? Yep. All right. So let's go back in time here. Uh, you help me with this. Let's go back to, let's call it the late 90s. And were you still in college at the time? Where were you at around that timeline? Yeah, so I had I had done several years uh, in college and had meandered back here from the, the great state of Montana to uh, come back to California, where you know again where I've spent my, the majority of my life, and you know started you know working some jobs here or there. Knew I wanted to continue, obviously getting my education, but kind of just sidebarred with, you know, with, with life and adventure and, and everything from there. And uh, actually hooked up with a company called EST. I was, uh, you know, very young, very green, um, but it's where I got my first opportunity. And, and so you said Montana. So did you go to school in Montana? It did. Did you? Okay. So what was that like for you? Uh, Southern California boy. I've been to both states, part of the same country, but it's like night and day in terms of the lifestyle, the culture, the environment, even just even just the landscape of the two states is like night and day. And so what drew you to Montana and, and did you enjoy it when you were there? Uh, I'd question if it was part of the same country. It's uh, it's about as completely uh, different as you can get from San Diego. Uh, you know, it beautiful. I, I, you know, I couldn't live there year round. I, I, I prefer uh, flip flops and uh, and warm weather. But amazing place. I mean, if you like the outdoors and hunting, fishing, backpacking, hiking, all the things that I love, still love. Uh, it's a fantastic place. Uh, really interesting. Um, really interesting, you know, environment. It's it, again, if you take kind of the weather and 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 beauty and vastness aside, great people. Uh, you know, very down to earth, hardworking, um, it, it, not all that different than San Diego. I mean, obviously much, much less people, uh, but San Diego has a, you know, has a working man's vibe and, and let's think especially driven by the, the fact that there's so much military in Southern California and San Diego. And yeah, I mean, I mean, loved it and just, just needed to get back home for, you know, a variety of reasons and, and came home. And okay. 
professional. So let me ask you this then. So you come back to Southern California. You mentioned you worked for a company called, was it EST? Yeah. What does that stand for? Yeah, Electroservice Technologies. They were a, a electronic contract manufacturer. So we built everything from government products to, to uh, not consumer, not, not at that level, but business type products, satellite uh, space equipment, military devices, and really anything that needed to be built at a very, um, very elite level on the, on a circuit board standpoint. Um, we would, you know, manufacture those, uh, on the small to mid-size runs and really got, got my start there uh, as an inside salesperson. You know, let me ask you this, Jason, when I first got into sales at Xerox, uh, I was out of work. I needed a job. I had no yeah thought of being a professional salesperson, didn't know anything about it. I just needed a paycheck and I needed to get something going here. And so did you have an interest in sales? Like, like what drew you into, you know, being a salesperson as part of your job and part of your career? Uh, no, I didn't. I was actually working uh, as a reserve firefighter um, at the time. Oh, no way. Uh, yeah. And uh, just didn't, didn't not like it, but wasn't sure if it was what did I want, what I wanted to do, you know, long-term long for the life. And so got a, uh, as a reserve, you know, you're working part-time basically. Um, and so I got a side job working in the stock room warehouse of this company and, you know, I'm pretty outgoing. I'm not shy and, and had an opportunity, um, from the ownership there. Uh, for the president who said, you know, hey, would you like to, you know, come do a little inside sales, a little sales management. It's really more like program management at the time mm -hmm. and uh, had no idea, never had done sales. I mean, maybe retail as a, as a young, as a young baby, but um, yeah, took that opportunity. And then it just kind of stemmed from there and, and grew to, you know, bigger and better things. And how long were you with uh, EST? God, like 10, 12 years. I'd have to look at my, oh, but it, was, right? it, was, it was a good chunk. Yeah. It was a, it was my first kind of kickoff into the, into the real world, um, you know, of working for a, a, a smaller business, you know, hundred people, yeah. 30, 40 million, but you know, great, great company to, to kind of learn from. So a, a pretty long run with the company and they give you your shot, a uh, tough decision to move on. Was it yours? Was it theirs? What happened in terms of why you're no longer there? Yeah. Great question. Uh, had an opportunity, got recruited uh, to a to a company called Human Scale. Um, we'll talk about that. I wasn't there very long because I got recruited to ADP, um, but got recruited there from a, from a friend of mine. Um, said, "Hey, you got to come, you know, work for this company. That's you know, kind of up and coming. Uh, you know, look like a good runway. Uh, let, let's run with it." And so, so I did that. Um, but always kind of appreciated the president. Uh, his name's Hiro. Um, at EST because he gave me that opportunity from inside sales to outside sales to sales director to program. You know, it, it was, it was really the, the first time where I was like, okay, you know, I was young and green and thought I knew a lot and obviously didn't probably at the time, but, sure. um, but you know, it was the first opportunity and, and my appreciation is, you know, we're still friends and I would share that with him if I, you know, if I ran into him tomorrow. You know, at the timeline when you did move over to human scale, uh, were you married yet? Were you a dad yet? Um, yes, I was a new, new dad. New, a new dad. So that's interesting. Okay, so uh, five, ten years. Oh no, scratch that. What am I thinking? I'm taking time frame sim. Um, I was well. I guess it was right on the border of. I was only there six months. It was right on the border of 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 you know going from there to uh, to go in nine months, whatever it was, going to to ADP. So I guess 
I guess I was, I guess I was becoming a new dad would be the, the best way to say it. So I'm curious about something then, because you, you have a good run with one company and then you get recruited to come somewhere else. And you think, okay, so th- this is the next level for me. I'm going to keep going here. And for whatever reason, it didn't work out clearly because you're no longer there. You got recruited yeah. by somebody else and you, and you chose to move on or just whatever happened. But what, at the time, if you go back to it, uh, d- d- how quickly did you realize that it wasn't the right fit for you? And, and w- how difficult was that mentally of like, I just walked away from uh, like, like a, a really good stable and now yeah. this just isn't for me. Yeah, I think it came down to, you know, when you're at a hundred percent company, one location, and there's a lot of benefit, obviously, to be able to walk into the president's office and say, hey, here's what we'd like to try and here's what we'd like to do. Um, but that was the extent of it, right? There was no further runway. He wasn't handing this company down to me, you know, as a 28 year old or whatever I was at the time. And, and so, you know, kind of reaching the apex, if you will, of a very small company, I said, well, why not look at a larger, you know, national company? And so that was really the driving, that was really the only driving force was just, okay, let's, let's look for something that has avenues of right. approach and avenues of departure, you know, for a, from a leadership, from an opportunity and from a growth standpoint. Okay. And so, so then you go to ADP, where it's clearly in their industry, you know, tier one, you know, massive, you know, brand strength, massive market share. Um, did you get recruited, did you say, or did you kind of raise your hand? Yeah, great question. So the old barbecue recruit scene from a, from a friend, you know, it was, so ADP has been around tons and tons of years. ADP was around here in California on a payroll and HCM side, but what it was not around was on the PEO side. And I don't know how familiar you are with the PEO. We don't have to dive in too much there, but basically it's a complete business outsourcing, right? So, so Paul, you own a, you own a company, you have a widget or a service that you're trying to sell and you say, Hey, ADP be my payroll, HR, 401k benefits vendor, everything, right? Just, just outsource it. You handle it. I'll pay you a service fee and, and go from there. So the PEO division had been around for quite a long time, but not here in California. Um, and the reason being is, California is a very litigious state um, and a very challenging state to do business in. And so with the PEO becomes liability with the liability comes, you know, fiduciary reliability in some cases with ADP. And so for a long time, they had off, they headed it off. So 15 years ago, uh, 15 years ago in May, actually exactly was, was when I had, you know, had got recruited well, before that got recruited and then headed over there. They said, you know, we've got, four employees, your employee, three or four, whatever it was. And we're going to launch this PEO division. We've got the, you know, the beach fund's already set with the payroll folks. And this is going to be the start of a, you know, of a landslide. And it turns out it really was. You know, it sounds like there was a draw in terms of being on on the ground level of something and maybe being able to plant your flag. But how much, if at all, did the ADP brand and kind of global presence factor into your decision to maybe make the move? I think you hit it on the head with both, right? I, I absolutely was, you know, I had just left. And so I was not looking to leave. I mean, if you look at, I've had, you know, th- three jobs in right. almost 18 years or something like that. So I was not looking to leave, but it, yeah, you're absolutely right. It was, can I be on the groundswell? Can we take this thing from ze- literally zero revenue to, you know, hundreds of millions. Um, and that was the, you know, at least that was the projected promise, if you will, that we had to fulfill. Um, and then, yeah, having an opportunity to work for a, you know, Fortune 100 company that, you know, has 50 some odd thousand employees and, and, and has that big corporate feel. It was totally different. It was, 
in good and bad in, in, in a lot of ways, but super exciting and super fun. And, and so your time at ADP, was it um, a few months like the previous venture or was it a long, longer run? Yeah. So um, I was there for over 14 years. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So I imagine in 14 years that it wasn't the same job in 14 years, multiple roles every two to three or four years. Yeah. Uh, multiple sales leadership roles, uh, you know, in, in really fleshing out the entire state of California. Um, and, and then about six, seven years ago, you know, really from a client retention standpoint, we weren't meeting the metrics that we wanted to meet. Um, we were, we were bringing on clients, you know, and we were not losing them as fast, but we were definitely losing them at a higher clip than we wanted. And so I, I went over there as a, you know, as a executive client retention executive to really kind of fortify that front, take a sales ideology, take a sales strategy, uh, uh, maybe even a sales attitude in retaining this business um, so that while sales continues to bring it in, service and operations and is, is continuing to retain it. And so that was, uh, that was kind of the transition, if you will, from sales to operations, service, client services, um, and then a variety of roles, you know, uh, from there before I you know, decided to, to jump over to ISO. Okay, cool. You know, it's interesting because ADP, I worked at Xerox for about a decade, different industries, but kind of same brand strength within the industry and so on. Sure. ADP is a tier one, Xerox was a tier one. And when I left Xerox after 10 years, I left for two reasons. And I'm curious about why you chose to move on. I left for two reasons. One was, I, quite frankly, I'd lost a passion for the technology after 10 years of selling the same thing. I just wasn't there for me anymore. And also yep. number two, I left to start up my own company. I didn't leave to go to another job, another employer, so to speak. I left because I had a vision for wanted to do my own thing here. And so what was behind your decision or the decision to move on after, after like a decade and a half of, of working yeah. for like a global giant here? Yeah. So, uh, God, I could, I could talk about this for forever. Um, I love my time at ADP and, and I, 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 it's a fantastic company. I mean, every company has its, you know, little things that you, if you were in charge, you would change or correct or, uh, remediate, but, but great company. Um, and so it was really tough to leave. The people are amazing that I, you know, that I had forged partnerships and the brand that, you know, I had personally developed, uh, it's all hard to leave, but it really was for, for two primary reasons. Uh, number one was, was for that next ground small. Um, we can, we'll talk about that. I'm sure in a, in a few minutes, but I really felt that, you know, I is, is where they are today and where they're going tomorrow this is the time to join and, and to be at the leading forefront. So that was, that was the main driver. Uh, and the second driver was, you know, just, just finally decided I was looking for something different. I, 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 I even though I wasn't unhappy or wasn't, um, you know, dissatisfied with or, or angry, or there was no animosity. It was just, it was just time, you know, and it run its course and um, it, it was time. So, but you, you just, or when did you make the move, by the way? Uh, three months ago. Like three months ago. So like really like, like nine months into a pandemic, you decide, okay, now's the time yeah. to move. <laughs> yeah. you leave what I would consider on the outside to be a pretty safe haven with ADP and that yeah. ADP is not going under. Sure. I'm, I'm sure they've been impacted by the last year as they're just whatever the company has, but they're, they're not going under. If they were, it would have already happened by now. And so you decide to move on. You're, you're, you're a husband, you're a dad two times over and you go, all right, let's give it a shot. Middle of a pandemic. 
Talk to yeah, the, the, the timing wasn't wasn't fantastic. You're 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 100 correct in in those terms in terms of pandemic. Um, but it was it was perfect timing um, from the aspect of you know kids' age, um, the right really the right. Uh, is that better now? Perfect. So the, uh, you know, again, the, the timing wasn't perfect from a pandemic standpoint, right? Um, no doubt. That was, uh, that was an added risk, if you will, in, in leaving, like you said, a very stable, functional uh, organization like ADP. Um, but the timing was perfect in some ways in that it was, you know, the opportunity to start at the groundswell, I mean, not that ISOLV was at zero revenue or anything like that, but, you know, it was really to start from that and be on the leading edge of this high potential growth. Okay, interesting. So uh, early days, three months into it, uh, happy with your choice? Absolutely. Love it. And so uh, interesting run you've had this far. So tell me, as, as I recap our conversation, Southern California boy, born and bred, uh, lived there, you know, 90 plus percent of your life. Um, and then you decide to go to Montana for school for a little bit, to your point, same country technically, but eh, not so much. And uh, then you come back to California, you find your, yourself in sales kind of backwards as most of us get into. You kind of need a job and let's give it a go. You, you have a five to 10 year run, seven, eight years or so with one company. You decide to get recruited elsewhere. It doesn't work out for you. And then you get recruited by ADP 15 years with the organization and then you realize, okay, so this is good. I'm, I'm not begging to leave, but I'm also, I'm kind of getting the itch and you, you decide to let go of the branch and, and, and here you go. So that's a great ride you've had, man. Congrats on what you've been able to create thus far. Thanks. Yeah. yeah well, uh, it's been fun for sure. You know, Jason, I always like to ask anybody who's a guest on the podcast as we kind of wrap things up, if there was one piece of advice, if anybody asked you, would you pay it forward? You know, like what's been your foundation? Yeah. So, I, I've been a competitive coach um, on the, you know, on, on the outside of, of sales, right? And I firmly, firmly believe that that coaching and sales leadership um, are, are are like, the, you know, they're kind of like that. Like coaching is the epic part of, of sales leadership. And what I mean by that is with, you know, with a coach and coaching competitive soccer and coaching and salespeople, you know, it allows you to do so much more. And, and what it brings to the table, I guess, is a better way of saying it. What I mean by that is you can lead, you know, obviously, but you also get to be a teacher, a motivator, a mentor, and not that you're not some of those things in a, as a leader, but with a coach, I think it's a little bit, it's just a little bit deeper. Um, and what I mean by that is, you know, I, I've always been a believer in when you're coaching people, you know, there has to be a personal connection for them to want to, play for you um, and, and and vice versa, right? You know, you, you've got to connect at, at some level, um, at, a, at a personal level so that, you know, the players, whether those be sales folks or whether those be soccer players, they know that you care for them. And, and when you ask them to do stuff, you know, it's out or you push them to do stuff, which is even the harder aspect, right? It's, it's not because you're some ogre it's because you're trying to get them to be better at whatever the aspect of you know of their life is and so so yeah so so coaching uh coaching is is definitely my uh my angle um it's it's my passion and i mean coaching in, in both like sales leadership and and, and outside of that uh, as a whole 
Last question for you. How are the Padres going to do this year? Padres are going to do very well. Now, right. I have a lot of Dodger fans uh, that, that are that are here in, in my area, and I'm sure they'll razz me about it. Um, we got to knock off the champs, right? And they're they're in our division, and they're they're a heck of a team. Um, yeah. I I, th I think it's going to be a battle. I I, I think that uh, if we stay healthy, you know, we'll be we'll be right there in the end. And if that means a championship, awesome. So I happen to have some season tickets, so I'm hoping that uh, those season tickets are are spent watching wins. <laughs> but uh, we shall see. But go pods for sure. All right. Well, listen, man. Thanks so much for being here. I appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you, Paul. You're welcome. All right, everybody, let's wrap up this episode right now. Remember, your intention matters. Why? Because as, as I always say, that's the result you'll tend to get. We're out of here. We'll do it again next week. Stay safe. And for Jason, let's go Padres.